of Joshua. I've been reading the book of Joshua in my uh, my devotional time, and and so I, I come across this, and I, I don't know, I may have preached on this before. If I did, I can't remember. And, uh, you know, it's like sometimers. It's not all-timers, old-timers. It's just sometimes I remember and sometimes I don't. I didn't have it written down. I have before. But anyhow, we're going to look at it again this morning. So maybe it'll be a repeat, but I'm just, we're going to go with it. But, um, but the Lord is good. There's a message here. And we're going to talk about the cities of refuge. Joshua chapter 20. If you found it, would you stand with me? Uh, you find this back in the book of Numbers. I'm not going to take the for the sake of time. I'm not going to turn there. Numbers chapter 35, if you want to look at it in your own reading. And really, God gives this um, about the cities of refuge in Exodus chapter 21. In verses 12 and 13, he's preparing the people for this. They're getting ready to enter the promised land, and he's setting this up as far as cities of refuge. So follow along with me, Joshua chapter 20, verse 1, The Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Appoint out for you cities of refuge, whereof I spake unto you by the hand of Moses." that the slayer that killeth any person unawares and unwittingly may flee thither and they shall be your refuge from they shall be your refuge from the avenger of blood and when he that doth flee unto one of those cities shall stand at the entering of the gate of the city and shall declare his cause in the ears of the elders of that city that they shall take him into the city unto them and give him a place that he may dwell among them. And if the avenger of blood pursue after him, then they shall not deliver the slayer, the slayer up into his hand, because he smote his neighbor unwittingly and not and hated him not before time. <laughs> and he shall dwell in that city until he stand before the congregation for judgment, and until the death of the high priest that shall be in those days. Then shall the slayer return and come unto his own city and unto his own house, unto the city from whence he fled. And they appointed Kedesh in Galilee, in Mount Naphtali, and Shechem in Mount Ephraim, and Kerjathbar, which is Hebron, in the Mount of Judah. And on the other side, Jordan, by Jericho eastward, they assigned Bezer in the wilderness upon the plain out of the tribe of Reuben, and Ramoth in Gilead out of the tribe of Gad, and Golan in Bashan out of the tribe of Manasseh. These were the cities appointed for all the children of Israel and for the stranger that sojourneth among them, that whosoever killeth any person at unawares might flee thither and die not, and not die by the hand of the avenger of blood until he stood before the congregation. So I want to talk about cities of refuge. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we love you this morning. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and for your mercy. And Father, now as we look into your word, we need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Give us a freedom and a liberty in this place to proclaim your word, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We find when uh, this is, goes back to Numbers, and under Moses, God instituted this. They were preparing 
to enter the promised land. And God prepares. It's God in his wise providence saw that there was going to be a need for this. You know, back in those days, they didn't have a police department like we know it. They didn't have crime scene investigators. They didn't, they didn't have all of that. In fact, it really wasn't necessary. But there was this, in, in case there was a, a, a person lost their life, there had to be some way to figure it out. There had to be something. So, you know, it really, God is differentiating between manslaughter and murder. This was not to protect a murderer. Somebody who intentionally went out and took somebody's life, they were to go and take that person's life. God was not protecting a person who, uh, who intentionally goes and takes somebody's life. That wasn't to protect them. This is totally accidental. Not intentional. It was accidental. So, and just to illustrate this, and just to you know, say say somebody it, they just just accidentally they're they're out working in the woods, and their axe breaks. I had the axe here last week. I didn't have it this week, but the the head comes off and it it hits somebody, and he says it was an accident. I didn't mean to do it, but it took their life. And so as a result, God set up the cities and so that that person would be protected from the slayer or the avenger of blood. So somebody from that family, so, so this, man, this man dies. He leaves behind a wife. He's got children. And now the wife has no husband. The children have no father. And so what do they do? So a close relative becomes the avenger of blood. And so as a result, they have a right or a responsibility to get that person to take their life. And that's their choice. They can do that. Because there's a wife with no husband. There's children with no father. What are they going to do? And so, as a result, I've got Stinkbug. Come on, Stinkbug. This guy, not hardly big enough to swing an axe, but he's the one in the woods. Working away, weren't you? Working away. Slaving away. But he didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. He didn't mean to. And so God set up these cities. So there's a city. Do you know what you got to do? You've got to run all the way down that. This is okay, Dad. He's, I'm letting him run. He's going to run all the way down that side. You're going to run all the way across the back. You're going to run all the way down that pew to this city over here. Okay, see that? There's a city. Pretending where there's a city. But you know what he's going to do? So he's going to start out. He's going to start out. But you know what? I got the avenger of blood. It's going to be, come here, Jacob. All right. You, go, ahead, go ahead and start. I'm, I'm going to delay him. All right. Get a head start. Okay, so the avenger of blood here. Here's the avenger of blood. He's left without, he, he's got no father anymore. He, and so he gets to take the sword, and he's going to chase him. Go get him. Go in. Hurry, 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 David. Hurry, David. Could you just imagine? Hurry, David. you gotta, you got to reach here, here to the city. And then you know what? He's safe. He's safe. Yeah. He's safe. You know what? Jacob can't touch him. He's protected. 
He's made it to the city. It was a total accident. He didn't mean to take the man's life. He didn't mean it. He goes into the city. The congregation takes him in. There's some kind of a trial, and he is safe. Now, if he wanders outside the city, he's risking his own life. You know that? He's risking his... He could wander outside. Oh, I'm tired of being in this city. I'm oh, I just want to go outside. And you know what? There's Jacob waiting for him. Totally within his right to take his... Thank you, guys. You can sit down. Take, to take his life. That's what it was all about. It was an accident. Let's make sure we differentiate between murder and just taking somebody's life by accident, okay? Not to protect um, murder. But let me give you a little bit about this because I think it's interesting. Out of the 48 cities that the Levites were given, Levites didn't have a land inheritance as the other tribes did because they were God's tribes. They were his priests. They were the priestly family. So out of all the inheritance, they were given 48 cities. And out of the 48 cities, six of the cities were given as cities of refuge. So on one side of Jordan, there were three cities. On the other side of Jordan, there were three cities. So they had a total of six cities. So it says if three of them were on the wilderness side of Jordan and three of them on the promised land side of Jordan. And so it's like three of them for the world and three for the church. You know, three for God's people on one side, three for the world on the other side. And all they had to do was flee to those cities. And you know what it lets us know? We're sinners, folks. We're guilty. You're guilty. You know, and in the grace of God extends even more because, you know, we're talking in this time about somebody who's innocent, didn't do it on purpose, but you know what? We're all guilty of breaking God's commandments. And aren't you glad that Jesus Christ is never far away? Those cities were located in a place where they were easily accessible. When somebody had to flee to that city, you know, they weren't, it didn't mean they could just linger around, well, you know, I better get my bags packed. I better do this or that. You know, I better, I better get in some wood for the winter or I better take care of these errands first. No, they had to run right now. You don't wait around, you run. And isn't it nice to know that Jesus Christ is easily accessible? And these cities were set in a high place. So they got close enough, they'd be able to see Bezer. They'd be able to see Hebron. They'd be able to see any of those cities. They were set in a place. They got close enough, they could see it. At least I know I'm safe if I could just make it there. They say historically, they say those, the roads leading up to those cities were 57 feet wide. 57 feet wide. Just to make sure they could make it there. There were to be no obstacles in the way. 
No fallen trees in the road. Everything that would be a hindrance was removed out of the way. And every city made sure it had signs so the person knew where to find it. It's all in there. It's all in God's directions. No obstacles, everything. You know, here, this is God's idea and Israel's responsibility. And you know, when it comes to making sure people are led to Christ, it's God's idea, but it's the church's responsibility. It really is, folks. It's up to us to make sure there's no obstacles. It's up to us to make sure that the way is clear because people need to know Christ. He is our city of refuge. He is the one we need to run to. We run to higher ground. Why? Because the avenger is there. We have a responsibility. You know what? That's part of our Love Your Neighbor Day, folks. We have a responsibility to reach this community. How are they going to find that place of refuge if we don't tell them? We're, we are that priesthood. We are to maintain the roads to make sure the way is straight, to make sure the way is free of obstacles. Nothing is hindering. Nothing in the way. It's up to us, folks. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> it's like we'd already talked about who knows what they'll come looking like? But you know what? They need to be welcome here. The town drunk should be welcome in our church. The town prostitutes should be welcome at Safe Haven Tabernacle. Why? Because they have a soul. Have a soul. That's somebody's son, somebody's daughter. Somebody's concerned about them. Somebody loved them. And we need to, too. They're the ones Jesus Christ came and died for. You know, this is a hospital. We are to be a hospital. We are to be a lighthouse because we want to reach lost people for Christ. It may be giving them a hot dog and a bottle of water. It may be letting their kids jump in our bouncy house. It may be giving them some free stuff off some tables. But you know what? At least we're showing them the love of Christ and let them leave with a track in their hand. Take the time to pray with them. Ask them if they have a prayer request. Wash their car and let them leave here knowing, hey, I was in the presence of some Christians. And they're doing everything they can to show me the way. There's an avenger out there. His name's the devil. Satan goes about, we found it in the book of 1 Peter last week, as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That's the avenger, folks. And he's on your trail. you got to get into that place where you're safe. And you've got to stay there. Come on. And the names of these cities are interesting. And let me, I'm going to close here in just a moment. But one of Kadesh. Kadesh means holy or separate. And Jesus is my refuge. He's holy. He's separate. I can run to, my holiness is no good. My righteousness, the Bible says, is as first filthy rags, but he is holy. And I can run to him. Second one was Shechem means 
shoulder or strength. And you know how nice it is when you just can't hardly go on anymore and you've got somebody's shoulder to lean on. And they tell me, Jesus said, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Just when you think you can't make it, there's a shoulder to lean on. Shechem means shoulder. Hebron means fellowship. And isn't it nice to know I can fellowship with the Father? I can have fellowship with Jesus Christ. He's a brother that sticks, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. There's fellowship in Hebrew. Bezer means a stronghold, secure, and nothing can penetrate. You know, if I can just get to Bezer and Christ is my stronghold, in him I'm secure and I'm safe. That's Bezer. And Ramoth means exaltation, exalted. It's a high place. And you know what? In that day, high places were the safe place from the enemy because you were protected. When you were in a high place and you could see the enemy coming up the hill, you were safe there. And so it means exaltation. I am safe in Christ. And then Golan means joy. Golan also means a circle or an enclosement. Folks, why would I want to be anywhere else in the center of God's will, have my life hid in Christ, knowing that I'm protected? Don't be outside the city of refuge. You know what? There are some people that say, you know what? I, I, I don't want to go to any of those cities. It's more fun to go over to that city. But you know what? You're not safe there. You're not safe. Over in this city, oh, it's all about, it's all about entertainment. It's all about the world. It's all about sports. It's all about education. You know what? You're not safe there. You're not safe. And maybe some of them said, oh, you know what? If I just go to this other city, I'll be closer. But you're not safe there. You know what? You've got to go according to God's plan rather than your own way. Oh, I could be, I could be safe and I, I, I could just do these other things, but you know what? You're not safe. Unless your family is in one of these cities of refuge, folks, they're not safe. Come on. Not safe. You've got to make it to the city of refuge. God has made the way clear in his word, and he's entrusted us to make sure there's no obstacles. I want to make sure that there's no obstacle in my life or in safe haven tabernacle that would hinder somebody else from making it to Christ. I want to make sure that we make the way clear. I want to make sure that this church has a good testimony in this community. I want to make sure we don't hinder somebody else in their walk and finding their walk with God. I want to make sure we make the way clear how important it is to have a city of refuge. Sister Cassandra, if you would come back to the piano, please. There's a chorus that says, God is my refuge.